You ever felt you're being watched sometimes? Have you ever had a cold shiver run down your spine? Sometimes we go through that. Sometimes we look for answers to questions we don't really truly understand. Like, are we truly alone in the universe? Is there life after death? This world is weird. It gets weirder by the day. And in that weird are questions that we have as curious beings known as humans. Tonight, we look into some of those questions and get a little weird. Cause we all are just a tad bit weird. Tonight on Weekend Weird. Welcome to Weekend Weird, the show about the weirder mundane that's going on in this universe, this world and beyond. I'm your host, uh, producer, uh, slash Mr. Everything, <laughs> Red Nick. Um, we're doing a very different episode today. Um, this is going to be a year in review of 2020. Um, yeah, this year was shit. <laughs> Not gonna lie. This is... If we forget this year ever happened, it'd be great, but we can't because there's lessons to be learned and things need to be reviewed. So, uh, myself and my usual co-host, Ogul, uh, recorded uh, earlier a uh just really a discussion on what had happened some of the things that happened this year uh some of the things we saw some of the people we lost and uh at least some good things that happened this year very few or far between but yeah so um we're gonna take you to that uh discussion now and uh let's leave it at that all right here we go. Yeah, hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. What's going on? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, Is this thing recording now? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm going <laughs> to do, do an intro before we get uh, started. So, Do you want to uh, um, restart or are you just going to cut that? No, no. We're just going to cut it. Just like okay. this. It, it, this is just this is different for me. Other episode. This is a conversation, oh. mostly about how the year went <laughs> for each other and how terrible this year was. So, um, well, I guess yeah. I guess we get started. Um, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely glad you gave me. Honestly, I'm glad we didn't do this last week because I've had a week to really think about this week. Like, I obviously yeah. I've thought about this year a lot, but like. I really just like thought about it this last week, so yeah, it worked out better this way. I know it's like two days left in the year. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I just wanted to make sure, you know, just in case some shit happened in the last uh, week of the year that we could cover it in this. Uh... Yeah, uh, yeah. One thing happened. Um, uh, it was kind of terrible for wrestling fans 
uh, myself. So, yeah, right. but uh, it's kind of bad what uh, a wrestler passed away. Uh, uh, Brody Lee. Uh, mm. Brody Lee and uh, AEW, uh, All Elite Wrestling. He was known as Luke Harper in uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. He uh, passed away pretty suddenly. He was uh, 41. So, oh, yeah. Um, just adding more to a terrible year. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, it, yes, it does. Um, mm. All right. Well, I am uh, sort of, I'll let you, I, I mean, you're obviously going to drive the car here, but I'll just uh, pepper in whenever you want me to. Uh, yeah. Um, well, like I said, this is more of a conversation than anything. Um, uh, let's start out. Uh, we know this year was terrible, but how has this personally affected you? Um, so, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Get your uh, intro going and we'll, we'll get on it. Well, yeah, we're we? <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, we're just having a conversation here, uh, me and my co host, um, how 2020 has affected uh, myself and my co host. And uh, it was a shitty year all around. And. Um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. This hey, is Nick. this is a year I never uh, forget. Yes. Hey, you'll go. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Like, honestly, yes, a lot of bad things happened this year. Obviously. Yeah. Yes, for those of you who know me in my personal life, I'm incredibly optimistic and very um, positive, pragmatic. If that makes sense, I know it's. Sometimes you can't be both, but I try to stay on the silver lining side of things. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of things happened this year, for personally in 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 bigger. And I think the biggest thing that happened to me personally is just I just learned a lot of things about myself that I didn't know. Um, I think this year held a mirror up to not only myself but to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, yes, obviously some really bad things happened this year. In our and they're gonna continue to the next year. Um Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So that's sort of my overall uh, <laughs> that's sort of my overall um like if I had to give a one sentence take on hot take on the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this was I didn't see this coming. I thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year um, not a good year because of the elections and just how the climate of this country in the United States for all of us, for all you um, foreign listeners out there, I thought it it was going to be um, kind of troubling, but I didn't think it would get this bad. I mean, we've in a pandemic that we're still in that was easily preventable. So if you look at other countries like New Zealand and even China, where it originated, Taiwan, they seem to have it under the control, mostly. There's still spontaneous cases popping up, but not as much as here. Um, The incompetency of our current president made it worse. 
bright side is he will not be president in three weeks anymore. So that's a bright spot, but still the amount of damage that he's done will last probably a lifetime. Um, we're at 300,000, over 300,000 people are dead for something that could have been prevented. So Could have been prevented. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of different thoughts on, on COVID, obviously, as, as one does. Um, mm-hmm. The reaction and the steps taken by the Trump administration obviously has led to um, an exaggerated number of deaths in this country, an exaggerated number of cases, an overburdened healthcare system, um, wide, deep, terrible impacts on the economy um, that will be that will be felt for a generation. Um, and that's no that's not in like that's not hyperbolic in saying right. that I think the damage from COVID will be felt for a generation. Um, right. And I heard somewhere the other day that half of all employee, half of all employment in the United, half of all mm-hmm. employment in the United States, is by small businesses. Okay, I didn't know. Right. I didn't. I didn't know that that number was so high. So fifty percent of all labor in this country are provided by small businesses, and I don't know exactly how small businesses defined. I'm sure it's like under a hundred employees or some shit. Right. And half of all small businesses have shut down because of COVID. Shut like shut down as in like may never open again. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a 25% of the workforce that may never find equal employment again. Right. Um so it's been a t- it's been a terrible year for death, economy. Um, because of COVID, I mean, specifically at the same time, you know, it's tough to put the, all of the blame on the foot of the president and it's tough to put all of the blame on the foot of, um, the white house because complicit in not telling people to wear masks, states dragging their feet to tell people to social distance. States mm-hmm. reopening too soon, not following federal guidelines. I mean, what I mean to say is that, yes, it's easy to blame Trump for the madness of COVID. But I think as a as a country, we all failed. Um, and, and you might say, how, Ogul? I quarantined most of the year and I socially distanced and wore a mask. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it takes a whole country. It takes a whole nation to battle something as bad as a, as a pan, as a disease pandemic. And we just, we failed as a country, bro. Yeah, we did. We uh, absolutely did. And especially with this pandemic, even though a lot of us <laughs> said how fragile the uh and how fucked up the US healthcare system is. All we said is all we take is one pandemic and the shit's gonna blow up. And we've seen it. When a lot of us are out here 
Well, I, I'm, I'm totally for free health care for all. A lot of us want some sort of protection for the government for health care. We're saying that because we've been saying it for years. It takes one pandemic and everything's fucked. And look what happened. Like we were just speaking into an echo chamber and people were just like, no, nah, you need to take care of your own. You can't afford health care. That's just you. Yeah, well, look what happened. Look what the fuck happened. And now we're sitting here, hospitals are overrun. People that lost their health coverage. You get sick, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I mean no, uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's completely put a magnifying glass on what already was an apparent, 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 apparent problem to anyone mm-hmm. outside or even in the United States. Like the U.S., for as great as a economy historically it is, mm-hmm. it's an utter failure when it comes to healthcare. For the masses, I mean, yeah. For the rich, it's fine. For the masses, right. it's 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 awful. You know, the yeah. second lead, the second leading cause of bankruptcy in this country is is medical. Did you know that? Yeah. Like, the the second, not the tenth, but the second. Um. Mm-hmm. So, the problems with the healthcare system were already. Again, this goes back to what I was saying at the very beginning. 2020 and COVID specifically has, has put up a mirror to like American society. And we're not, we, most of us already knew it, but the ones that didn't, they don't like what they're seeing. And specifically when it comes to healthcare, Bernie Sanders, the, the left-leaning liberal parts of this country have been pointing this out for damn near four decades that our healthcare system is broken in this country. One pandemic did this much damage. Imagine the next pandemic, because it will happen. Imagine the next pandemic with a more violent and deadlier disease. What then? Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're fucked, bent over, kiss your ass goodbye. And literally, like, you're talking about people's healthcare getting taken away during a pandemic? What? Let's say. Yeah. It's literally like burning life rafts on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like, like, oh, the ship is sinking. We're burning the life rafts. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the problems with healthcare are more apparent than they've ever been. And I think, again, silver lining. I think um, the com- not. I think I know the conversation around nationalized healthcare has changed before COVID right. because of Bernie and mm-hmm. people like AOC and um, you know the whole. What do they call themselves? The crew. What do they call the 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 squad. the squad? There you go, Ilhan Omar and 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 the others. Um, the conversations changed. Like people are are aware that nationalized healthcare is where this country needs to head towards. Um, I hope, fingers crossed, Nick, like COVID will leave the, the legacy of COVID in a, in a positive sense will be that healthcare will be fixed in this country. Hopefully, but I'm not 
holding out too much for that happening. How come? I'm being honest. Uh, the way that the the way that the right and the the bosses of this country, um, the rich, are digging in your heels. I mean, their healthcare in this country is is a billion dollar industry. The way they charge you for fucking an MRI. Hundreds of thousands of dollars just to have an MRI in this country. And you go to Canada, you're a citizen of Canada, United Kingdom, you're paying significantly less, like hardly anything, because they have a national health care system. And the fact that they lie, the people on the right and the medical uh, billionaires in this country lie about the Canadian uh, healthcare system, lie about the um, UK healthcare system, saying that there's lines of people like, oh, you need a, a heart surgery? Well, that's a three-month wait, which is totally not true and fucking insulting. And if you're you're listening in Canada or the UK, you need to, and they say that shit, you need to speak out against those those lies. Because you're not waiting for that, that long to have surgery. If it's important surgery, you're able to get in and get the surgery. If it's just a standard doctor's business, you might have to wait if there's nothing wrong with you. But if there's something wrong, somebody's going to see you. And this lies, he keeps saying, like, they're going to take away your health care. You're going to have no choice. And it's like, no, that's not fucking true. There's a lot of us that have no choice at all because we have no money. Or healthcare is tied to our jobs. That's not fucking fair. No, no. And and they got a lot of money and a lot of backing, and this is what they do. So I, I'm a little hesitant of it. I think it'll take something very large, and especially now after doing the pandemic, you just see that being passed through Congress, and they over here can't even pass a damn stimulus bill for six hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I, measly low six hundred dollars. I was yeah, we're, I was gonna touch on this um, about the uh, mm-hmm. economic relief, the absence of it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But let's just let's just uh, button it up on the on the healthcare aspect of COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, I I agree with you. I, it's it's gonna take. Um, it's gonna take uh, a lot of. <laughs> It's gonna take a lot of might to move that mountain. Um, private healthcare mm-hmm. is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Um, yeah. Pr- pr- private insurance. I mean, not private healthcare. Private insurance is very much. Um, the lobbying power is incredible. The millions, billions that are made from that industry are nothing to scoff at. And yeah, but. Um, that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean like it needs to be either all private or all, um, nationalized. Like Obamacare for as flawed as it it is in some aspects, it took steps in the right direction. I think Mm -hmm. we just need to continue on, on that path. Um, I just, it's impossible, Nick, to flip a switch and just have, Taxpayer paid healthcare tomorrow. Right. You know. Um, but I think COVID 
put a spotlight on why we need it even faster than ever. You know, mm-hmm. the way disease, the way the way um, uh, diseases are becoming strengthened against antibiotics, against vaccinations, um, these pandemics, these viral outbreaks, they're going to get deadlier. They're going to get, mm-hmm. the, you know, they're more resilient to drugs than they've ever been. You know, they're talking about how the vaccine that's being put out all over the world right now, um, it might not even be effective as of next year, which means we're going to be vaccinated every year for COVID, right? Yeah. Okay, so now we got the flu, we got COVID, um, we got other vaccinations that people can choose to opt in or not of. You know, how many more will we see in the next decade or two? God, God knows. <laughs> God, knows. God fucking knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my point being is um, it, it's it's a slow process, but I think it's been accelerated by Corona. That's that's my whole point about healthcare specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's only going to get worse. You mean diseases? Yeah, diseases. They're, they're going to get yeah. worse. And and that goes into the the changing of the environment. Like we tell you, the environment change is happening. Global warming is real. We're not fucking lying. All right, you quit talking to a sky chief and thinking that everything is going to be all right. You know, this planet might not be sustainable in the next fifty years. Say sky chief. Yeah, Sky Chief, God, Allah, whatever the hell he is, people fucking uh, <laughs> worship, thinking that, oh, it's going to be okay, and oh, we'll just get a paradise in heaven. It's like, you don't know if that shit's real. Like, yeah, this is a show that talks about the paranormal and weird shit, but we're also scientists. Social scientists, actual scientists, we we think with our brains. There's no telling that there's some other side where everyone's chilling, having pina coladas, and no worries in the world. And you're sitting here, and we tell you the climate is changing, and things are not the way it's supposed to be. There's no, we haven't discovered another planet like ours is able to sustain human life or animal life like ours yet. So if it's over 50, unless we find something within 50 years and get an apparatus to get us there quickly, <laughs> that's, the end of the, that's the end of the human race. Hell, only thing that might be available is cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> if that, I've been saying- but it even, even, yeah, even then, like, oh, we found another place mm-hmm. Where it was exist, how come we can't have two places? <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> um here, let's let's stay a little bit more on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about intergalactic travel. Intergalactic travel and shit, Star Wars, Death Star, hey man, I'm for it. <laughs> come on, Elon. 
Shit. Like, no, fuck Elon. Give me somebody else. Okay. <laughs> Elon will probably charge us a shitload of money for that fucking shit. No, give me somebody else. It's like, oh, all right, five bucks. <laughs> Where to go to the planet Xenu? <laughs> Speaking of Elon, um, in yeah. 2020, I learned what a dick that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I spent a lot of time on Reddit, and Reddit for a long time kind of sucked Elon's dick. And I think this year specifically, like the the what is it, you know, like the, the veil came off and like, oh, this guy's just like a corporatist whore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, when did you find out that he was a dick? Was it when he launched a car into outer space? <laughs> <laughs> no, at that point I knew he had millions to blow. Um, <laughs> no, really, when I found out he was a dick was during like what, April? When he, mm-hmm. you know, started spouting off um, opinions disguised as, as facts about COVID and wanting to open his factories back up and stuff, when you know during the first surge, um, you know, I I say he's a dick in a sense that like he values money over really much else. Of course, yes, he's an entrepreneur. Yes, he's traveling to space. Yes, obviously, he's doing great things for humanity but at the same time he's not this like um you know new age icon whatever people consider them to be and i learned that this year Hmm. kind of a flawed ass human being honestly (laughs) well both mega rich people are dicks i mean shit mark zuckerberg is a prime example mark zuckerberg is a dick and weird Shit, actually, the Jesse Eisenberg and the social network that Mark Zuckerberg is more enjoyable than the actual Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'd rather hang out with the fucking fictional Mark Zuckerberg than <laughs> the real Mark Zuckerberg. He's a big dick in the social network, but shit, we said guy is fucking normal. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just. You know, found out Elon was a dick and just found out, again, back to the theme I said at the beginning, Corona in 2020 kind of put a a shiny mirror onto a lot of things that, like, I didn't know about society. And, you know, we'll get to the part about myself a little bit later, but, like, I didn't know Elon was a dick. I didn't. Maybe it's got more to do with the fact you know, that I'm he, spending more time online than I have ever. <laughs> so, like, yeah, probably there's less to do. And uh, but honestly, you you can look at that guy and tell that motherfucker looks like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at the way he smokes weed on the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> fucking me. Said something about like he made a he made a comment about. Like, so, like some thing was named something, and he like made fun of it. And so someone replied mm. back to him saying, "Your ch- your child's name looks like a thirty percent off coupon on Groupon." <laughs> What's his kid's name? <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like a couple of letters and numbers. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> See, that's that fucking um, phenomenon of rich, famous people, mostly white, naming their kids some strange shit. Like, well, who named their kid Apple? Isn't Sylvester's? Oh, that's uh, that's um, that's the that's the blonde chick, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, named their kid Apple. Um, uh, fucking what was it, Jason Lee? What the hell happened to that guy? Named his kid Pilot Inspector. Is it <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's kid named like Moonblood? I don't think um. so. It might be. Uh, I don't think so. Um, he he had a son named Sage mm-hmm. who passed away years ago, but I don't know. Who, like um, Kanye and Kim Kardashian named their kid North. Yeah, that's gonna be a. Uh... He'll spend the rest of his life wiping away. I think that's a she. She will spend the rest <laughs> of her life wiping away tears with $100 bills. So I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, if daddy don't go even more insane. and <laughs> Right. A fucking goddamn David Beckham named their kid Brooklyn. But he seems like a normal kid. <laughs> well, he's a man now. Shit. That tells yeah. you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's, I think, over 18, 19 years old. And the motherfucker can't play center back. What the fuck? <laughs> so, back to Corona real quick. Um, sorry, yeah. not a hard trend. But I want right. to keep it tight so we don't talk for four hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> corona, we covered the healthcare aspect of it. Um, we covered sort of the failure of the state government's as well as the, mm-hmm. the 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 White House at the response, mm-hmm. the third part yeah. of the of it is um, just how abysmal the economic response to the devastation has been from Corona. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned this week, we got the uh, the bluff by Trump saying that he was he wanted everyone to get two thousand dollars. The Congress, the GOP leaders saying no. Um, And then Congress finally agreeing yesterday to pass, or I'm sorry, Congress agreeing earlier last week to pass the $600 person stimulus, and then Trump finally signing it today. And I just found out before we started recording this, the House passed a measure um, saying they wanted to send out another $2,000 check to every individual. So here's the thing, mm-hmm. here's the thing. To broke ass um middle class Americans, two thousand mm-hmm. dollars sounds like fairly nice money, right? Um right. Cause we're broke and most of us yeah. don't make that in a paycheck. Most of us don't make that in a paycheck. Um right. but but there is um quite a number of other countries who are affected by COVID equally that have been paying people that much a month, a month, like every single month since March. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, they dangle this fucking carrot, the $2,000. Oh, it sounds nice because we're all starving. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. knock on wood, I'm okay, but I'm yeah. probably not the very super average um, Chicago resident. I'm probably not. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
the failure of the economic relief response is is to me just as devastating as the fucking health response to it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you can speak to more of this than, than I can, but, you know, we're so conditioned in this country to say, like, you don't need a safety net. It's the rugged individualism. It's everybody out on their own. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Government shouldn't be um, taking care of you. We're so used to this idea that, like, they throw a piece of meat, $2,000, idea of $2,000, and everyone goes crazy online. Crazy. When yeah. you look back at these countries that have been giving out, you know, a, a, a livable wage for the last 11, 10, 11 months, like, mm-hmm. where the fuck did we go wrong? Why aren't we getting that? Um. Well, that's the problem. Well, it's a problem with capitalism and uh, Overall, but mainly the American style of capitalism, this myth of pull yourself up by a bootstraps, which is a myth. Anyone that tells you that it's not a myth, slap them in the fucking face. Because they're fucking either they're they're dumb as fuck or they're in on it. Right. There is never there's never been a time this libertarian type fucking philosophy that oh you need help, it's your fault. Um, or someone else will help you. This, 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 capitalism is a fucked up game that we all have to play. We have no other choice. We can't get near it. There's no place else on earth that it's not encompass anyone that tells you that again slap them in the face <laughs> because you're a fucking liar everywhere has money china has money china is like yeah it's controlled by a quote-unquote communist party but they're not communists they just want to control everything that's not communism anyone tries to debate that again slap them in the face to think that you're able to help yourself, especially in a time when need where everyone falls. There's some unforeseen issue that's going to come up in everyone's life, unless you're super mega rich. And very few people are. To tell me that it is fair, that what's going on right now, when it is fair, when 10% of the world's population has more money than the rest of the 90%. It's not fair that even before this pandemic, it was pretty much research that people could not afford a $400 emergency, which is insane. It, it, absolutely insane. The fact that a lot of people, my generation, the generation, I don't, I don't know where, cause my generation is, stuck in that between the end of Gen X and the beginning of Millennial. So uh, they call us Gen Gen Millennial or fucking, I hate that term or the term I personally like, Generation Oregon Trail. (laughs) (laughs) Because we could work old analog shit and then do digital shit. So, but the fact that 
guys my age or people my age, excuse me, are still struggling or staying at home or living at home with their parents, it's telling. My parents at my age had their own stuff and had me and my brother. My brother got lucky. Um, my little brother got lucky. He got married. He's a professional. I'm not sure He's a professional. Everybody would agree with you they that would... that's uh, luck. <laughs> this is, this is, well, they had to sacrifice yeah. a hell of a hell of a lot and pay a lot of shit. And if they had an emergency, I don't know if they'd mm-hmm. be able to cover. They might, but they might not. I'm a fucking emergency away from being destitute. And I'm a professional. I'm a professional truck driver. And I still get paid shit. And that's telling that we've gone back, backwards, because the top got more greedy and there's no fight back. So when this came about, I knew this is exactly what was going to happen. Everyone's going to fall on hard times, fly on their face, and the government is just going to be like, you need to pick yourself up. We can't do it for you. Because I've been saying this for years and years and years and years. It also tells you the immaturity of this country compared Uh to the rest of the world. That's what I think it is. (sighs) They stuff like this happened before in the past, and it was revolutions. The Russian Revolution. Prime example. The French Revolution. I think... They fought wars. You know what? I was going to say, you're right. You're right. Revolutions have happened for lesser crimes. I think what the issue in the United States is, is that They've sold people this idea of like, this is the American way, and anything else is anti-American, and that must be yeah. wrong, must be communist, must be Hugo Chavez, must be Venezuela. It must, must be, be Fidel Castro. Castro. Sure. Be, and like, yeah. it's so easy because yeah. this shit's straight out of, um, here, let, let's just, let's like speak two more minutes on this and get back to 20, but like, yeah. It, like a despot or like a, um, like a nationalist or like a, I don't want to say fascist, but like a dick, I don't want to say dictator even in a bad sense, but like it's that type of ruler's wet dream America is because like so easy mm-hmm. to just say that is anti-American, therefore it's bad. And it leaves right. people numb to thinking for themselves and recognizing there's something better out there. But that's the last thing I want to say about that. Yeah. It's like I say, it's this libertarian fucking train of thought that you could go throughout history and even now, what country leads a libertarian thought? Nowhere. Because why? Because it'll fall flat on their face. And yet it still percolates here in a base level in terms of economics in this country, and you're seeing the uh, effects of it right now. And shit's got to change because people are getting sick of this shit. They're getting sick of it. And all it takes is a few to start some shit. And the thing's going to bend until it breaks. And then where we're going to be at. 
Yeah, I think though, unfortunately, you're right. But I think unfortunately, people are so scared economically right now that they don't want to speak up or do anything. They just they're waiting for relief. Yeah, no, yeah, now, but it's still all it takes is a small handful. I mean, this is a country three hundred fifty million. Say half a million fucking people get fucking radicalized and violent. Hell, we're seeing it now. These fucking right wing jagoffs <laughs> running around. The problem, if they were even more organized, would be a deep shit. Yeah, they're jagoffs. They sit in the corner and fucking have a circle jerk amongst themselves. <laughs> Going back, we're gonna bring back the white manhood. <laughs> like, yeah, like walk in the middle of fucking South Side of Chicago with that shit. Let's see how big your manhood is. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know. Let's not touch on the Proud Boys and stuff. That's not, that's, yeah, uh, that's yeah. a whole other topic of discussion we can have. Let's just sort of briefly touch on the rest of um, things that happened. Twenty. Yeah. Um, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about politics, the way this sure. election sure. went briefly. Um, we got the fucker Fuckers out. out. <laughs> Fucker's gone. But man, is he making a big stink about it. And not only that he's making a big stink about it, there's really nothing he can do or they can do. I mean, <sighs> let's get your thoughts briefly on this. How did you feel after the election? And how do you feel about the way... Uh, Mr. Baby, Orange Baby, is acting. Um, I think he is acting as we thought he would, in a sense that, like, he wasn't going to go away quietly. Um, But I think it really comes down to this. um, Post-election, the way that Trump, some of the Republicans, some some of the House Republicans, some of the Senate have acted is just like, um, do you know what the term clout chasing means? I have an it's idea. It's the world of hip hop. That's where it sort of originates from. But it's people that yeah. essentially ride other people's dicks because it gives them fame in that moment. And honestly, like, right. <laughs> it's weird to, to talk about politics this way, but. Honestly, all of the Republicans and the, the 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 Trump side of that party and all the ones that are going along with this crazy ride are just clout chasers because Trump is such right. an, um, a news generating fucking person for better or worse. And because 74 million people voted for him, which is, you know, not nothing to scoff at, these politicians right. don't want to get voted out themselves. They don't want to get primaried. And they're riding this fucking wave. And, you know, I think one day they're going to look back and say, God, what do we do? And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I still believe that democratic institutions held, and I think they will hold. But this whole thing, 
since the election. It's just, it like allows the right to demonize the left. It right. tells the Trump supporters there's half of the country who stole this from you instead of telling the truth, which is we elected a president so bad we let this celebrity hijack the party and run the country mm -hmm. so bad that someone as exciting as an Amazon shipping bot won, <laughs> won the presidency. And instead of admitting that, they're just going with the narrative that it was stolen. So. Right. My <laughs> yeah, and God. especially when they selected Joe Biden, I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> here we go." Even though be you look at Joe Biden, he has some policies that's more progressive than Barack Obama. That's a shock. This is. <laughs> But yeah, he has more. He's a little bit more progressive than Obama, but still, it's just like fucking Joe Biden. Like, what the hell? He's old as dirt. <laughs> like this guy, and but as this pandemic kept going on, and Trump kept just shooting himself in the fucking foot, I was just like, shit, maybe Joe's got a shot. He keeps Trump keeps shooting himself in the fucking foot every fucking five minutes. <laughs> like he subconsciously doesn't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, but knowing that if he's not there, he's going to open him and his family up to investigations. Um, fucking, that's going to probably send him to jail. I still think that next year the year after you're probably going to see a trial of him because he can't pardon himself for state crimes and the new york uh state attorneys over here fucking looking at like the person that was most happy after biden was declared a winner was a new york state's attorney because they're fucking licking their chops because you can't president can't pardon people for state crimes he can only partner for federal crimes and the state's attorney is going to nail his ass for fucking tax evasion, fraud and a shitload of things so now he's fucking panicking and shit but you know there's still a part of me that might Joe Biden might just go whisper in their ears like hey let's I just I think that's on. what's going to happen yeah and that's a fucking no, fucking nail his ass for fucking fraud. The dude committed yeah, I, fraud. <laughs> we can get into a much bigger conversation like this. I yeah. I don't I don't agree with you. I say I agree with the sentiment of just letting that fiery volcano burn itself out. Because if they prosecute, if they persecute him in a big level, on a big level. It's just going to further drive the yeah. Republican Party into crazy conspiracy places. So, like, they're going to accelerate it, Nick. I think, <laughs> for the for honestly, for the good of the country, I would say just 
wash your hands of this fucking menace and just move on from it. But what's the what's the stop the next person from doing shit? The same shit. You know, you, you like I understand what you're saying. I I, I do, but you know, if this was a Democrat. They would have nailed that fucker to the wall. Bob Bogorovich, as much as fucking bullshit that I hate Rob Bogorovich for, the reason they nailed him because it was something that every other politician has done, tried to sell a seat. And they gave that dude 14 fucking years. Yes, I... This is... And it's some shaky ground which he was convicted on, but even though he's a piece of shit, I always thought he was a piece of shit. But Trump, you have clear evidence of fucking fraud. His fucking, his businesses, his at Trump University, the fucking shit he's doing now, he's fucking taking money, saying we're going to all these courts and shit, we're going to go to the Supreme Court, please donate, he's taking that money, paying off his fucking uh, campaign bills and shit. You know, what does that say to another? What does that say to another one? The shit they fucking impeached Bill Clinton for fucking getting a blowjob. <laughs> I mean, Nick, here's the thing though: like, this is the same society, the same country, the same system that let George Bush and Dick Cheney off for war crimes. So, like, <clears throat> yeah, yes, true. yes, you're right. If you let this go, what are we saying to the to the future? What are we saying to the next corrupt president, which will inevitably come out? What are we saying? We're saying business as usual. You can get away with this shit. At the same time, Trump is such a divisive person, and his followers are so strong. Yeah, that, like I just it'll do more damage to the country, but. The thing about Trump is, so here's something I want, I want to tie this back to to the whole year. Here's something I I did learn about politics yeah. in 2020, and more specifically about um, Trump and like that that whole thing, you know. Um, There's so much happening behind the scenes that doesn't get covered on mainstream media and that doesn't, you know, outrage people as much as this uh, horse race of Democrat, Republican, Trump, Biden. That I think it's just fucking done on purpose to just distract people from like actual things, climate change, wealth inequality, uh, mm-hmm. healthcare, all these things that like, I think I see this whole thing as clear as I have ever in my life where, yeah, prosecuting right. this man is the right thing to do, but it would just, it will just be another shit show. And I just don't think the country, right. It's just, it's not going to get us forward anywhere. It's not, um, it's not productive. This is the way I feel about it. But, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe not. Well, let's yeah, we're, move on because we're still. <laughs> we're 50 minutes into uh, it and we couple, got like 50 topics to cover. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, let's talk briefly about some of sure. the, the civil unrest that was going on um, in this city. We didn't see, well, we saw some in the city. There was um, storefront windows being broken up in my area in South Chicago. There was some going on in yours. Portland, it's the shit that was going on in Portland. Um, there's a podcast out on that um, from the makers of Behind the Bastards, which is on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, just look up Behind the ba- um, Behind the Bastards. They go th- go through a whole di- diatribe there. Uh, what had happened in Portland, um, Minnesota, all across the country. Um, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. The perfect storm what happened this year people are fed up with mm-hmm. stay at home orders people are fed up with what's going on with the economy people are fed up with all the infighting all the fighting in the, the political side of things and um George Floyd happens, right? And I think the country came to a tipping point where we saw, you know, we saw the biggest protest, the biggest national protest, I think, ever, if if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yeah. Yeah, one of them. um, I want to say... The energy I saw on the streets this year felt different mm-hmm. than previous mm-hmm. pushes. Um, I don't know. I kind of felt, feel, feel a bit of a sea change in this um, mm-hmm. nation's um sense of morality when it comes to racial injustice. Um, You obviously might have a different opinion, not obviously, you may have a different opinion on this than I do, but um, I think the sentiment across the country is that turning on body cam cameras and calling a few bad apples into policing is not going to cut it anymore. Um, right. There's no hiding from from this anymore. Um, the country needs to face its demons when it comes to this issue. And honestly, like I I think what happened over the summer, um, is gonna go a long way in, in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, God. this has become a tired story, an entire tired diatribe that's been going over and over and over again. I mean, how many names do we have to add, keep adding of people who've been who look like me being murdered? by a police force or wannabe police. 
how long how long is it keep going to go on and on and on i mean you know Earth's, the energy in people getting out there was uh, i thought it was aspiring cuz people are sick of it the ending of it i knew it was going to be co-opted because that's what it always uh, always happens there's general anger on the streets who want change and they always get co-opted to, oh, vote for Biden, things are going to get better, or this, that, and the other. Um, even the term defund the police, how that was turned on, like, oh, we're going to get rid of police. That is not what defund the police means. That means that their budget is slashed, so they're not buying tactical fucking weapons from the military to terrorize people on the streets. We saw that in Ferguson back in 2014. Fucking tanks and fucking machine guns over here. For what? There's no war going on in St. Louis. There's no war going on in Chicago. You have a bunch of racists that say there's a war going on, but it's not a war going on there. Why do you need this shit? And taking those funds and putting towards services where that if someone's having, say, a mental issue and you call for help, the police are not the first ones to show up. Someone who's trained in mental crisis is there to de-escalate the situation and get that person the help that they need. They've been saying this shit for a long time. I remember the story back in 2011, which was by me, Calumet City by me. The Calumet City police shot and killed a young man by the name of Stefan Watts, who was autistic and, had, and was going through a fit. They were told by medical professionals and the, psych, their, the professionals that were seeing for Stefan's, um, the family for Stefan's doing the Stefan's care to call the police if he's having some sort of fit. That is a terrible fucking thing to do. They are not trained to deal with that. Even if they were trained, I still wouldn't send a cop over there to deal with a mental health crisis. They end up shooting and killing this boy. He no. It should have been mental health uh, someone who's trained in dealing with this coming over to help de-escalate the situation, get that person the help they need. Breonna Taylor walking in with fucking SWAT teams to the wrong fucking house. And then charging the, killing her and charging a boyfriend who was defending his home and didn't know who the hell was busting in his house. I could go on and on and on and on and on, and it just keeps happening over and over and over again. And you're damn right we're sick of it. You goddamn right we're sick of it. I fear every day I drive home or drive to work, am I getting pulled over for some bullshit? And I'm a truck driver. I know the rules of the road because we're supposed to know the rules of the road because we're the most dangerous thing out on the fucking road. We fuck up. We could kill ourselves and our motor and people out on the road. And you got cops pulling me over for some bullshit they don't even know. Because just because of the color of my skin. 
this is bullshit. It's not just happening in this country. It's happening England, any place where people of color, this is happening. And it's going to happen again. And we're going to be up there again. It's going to get co-opted again. So there needs to be some sort of strong systemic change. Because it's going to come to a point of no return. And we don't want to see that point of no return. I'm tired of watching, like, even with body camps, they're fucking doing this shit. Like that young, this, this, the older lady, they did a couple of years ago. We just found out now they busted into our house looking for someone who had a warrant and they were at the wrong house. And she's standing there butt ass naked for 20 fucking minutes. And she's telling them, you have the wrong house. And then Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, is supposed to be the great change from Rob Emanuel and his bullshit, covers it up for two fucking years. Wow, where have I heard that before? Hmm. Laquan McDonald ring any bells? Luckily, this woman was not killed. We're tired of going through the same shit over and over and over again. George Floyd should be at home. Breonna Taylor should be at home. Alive. Stefan Watts. Vincent Smith. Laquan McDonald. Like so many names, I can't remember anymore. This is fucking ridiculous, man. We've been saying it over and over and over and over and over again. It's like we're talking to a brick wall. Eventually, we're going to sick and tired of talking to a brick wall, and something the sound you're going to hear is something else machine guns. <clears throat> then no one's going home. So, you don't think. Um... Yes, obviously powerful words, Nick. Um, but you didn't see, or you didn't, you don't, you, you didn't feel the same sense when I spoke from this here. I felt it somewhat, a little bit, but it did. The ending came, the co-option came. It became even less about what we're talking about and more towards. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's Trump. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's the people. It's all these people. We need to get rid of them. It's this city council. Most of the shit that is happening is Democratic cities. The only place I didn't see it was Portland, and that's a totally different fucking story. Because that was just a that literally was in learning the history of Portland and learning what the people of color and the people, the working people, some of the working people of Portland had to go through. They've been going through for years and years and years. That was a bottleneck ready to explode. And that's how it's going to be the next time in every other city. Because that was a war zone. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you. I, I feel you. Um, especially about the, what you said about mm -hmm. the movement getting co-opted and it seems to, 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 mm -hmm. you said the end, it seems to have died down. I, yeah. Well, mostly, yeah, around the country, except for Portland, it, it started to die down. Portland, it just died out because of weather. Yeah. Um, I, I see what you're saying. I don't know if I agree with you. Um, the protests have died. I'm not sure if the, mm. the thoughts have died. Um, yeah. No, the thoughts haven't died. Can't, um, can't, you at can't all. kill an idea, right? And, I just uh, mm -hmm. from from where I sit, and it's wildly different from where some other people sit. Um, it just it felt a little different to me this year, but we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah, time will tell. Uh, all right, well, we got two more things left. Let me... um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. It's real quick. It's real quick. I was going to say, there's like a but, list what, what, of things what, that we should run down say? real quick, but I don't want to. You want to you run it yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. Run it down. Run it down. Let's, run it down. If, we, if we've forgotten, yeah. there's a list of things that happened this year that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, I know one of, uh, one of the things I was going to bring up. Um, I mean, so many famous people that passed away this year. Uh, is the list too long to tell? Which one affected you the most, if any? If any? Um, people that have passed away this year, um, and obviously Kobe Bryant is a, is a big one. Um, was never a huge mm -hmm. Lakers fan. Um, not a massive basketball fan, right. but yeah, I've I've watched and liked basketball most of my adult life. Um, you know, mm -hmm. his passing was. Some say his passing started this year of shit. <laughs> I don't know if I that. But, um, <laughs> you know, him passing obviously sucked. Um, a lot of people looked up to Kobe as an inspiration, yeah. <clears throat> both on and off the court. Um, yeah. With his, with mm -hmm. his uh, daughter, daughter's daughter. Okay. No, uh, his daughter, just one daughter. You know, obviously, Gianna. he had a lot to still contribute to basketball. He had a lot to still contribute to being a, a, a hero slash, like, iconic figure for the black community, for young men and women who inspired to be, an athlete, be, be athletic and be, you know, be in basketball and, and all this, like, He's one of those people that um, he's such a giant that his absence will be missed mm -hmm. for a long time. His passing sucked, obviously. Right. Um, yeah. For me, mm -hmm. I think the 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 most impactful passing for um, for me personally is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. <clears throat> not only for political mm -hmm. reasons because her seat got um, filled with a conservative leaning justice 
Um, but also she was an incredible champion for mm -hmm. women's rights, for um, uh, workers' rights. Um, you know, she is a, a monolith of American, current American culture <clears throat> that will sorely be missed. Uh, so those those are my two. Um, yeah, um, Kobe, you know, like when he first came into the league, um, I, 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 he first came into the league, I was 16 because he's only two years older than me. Um, he first came in the league, it was like, okay, guy could dunk and stuff like that. I thought he was. Like he came at a time like like high schoolers, the high school to NBA had barely been done. Like two years prior, Kevin Garnett did it, and he was from well South Carolina, but he played high school basketball in Chicago. Um, I was like, oh, just another high schooler making a jump. Um, like we was playing, I, I didn't think too much. I, I really didn't like him. At first, um, especially he was winning all the titles. So, like I thought it was Jordan wannabe. Um, like you came in. My thing was you can't even carry Jordan's jockstrap. This, in my opinion, because I I grew up at the time of Michael Jordan. You know that that was the be all and end all of existence in terms of basketball with Michael Jordan and living through the six championships. But as time went on, I started to respect Kobe's game a little bit more. Um, I saw the way that he, uh, at first, I thought, well, you can't win without Shaq. And then he ended up winning two more titles without him. Uh, building those teams, especially those two series against the Boston Celtics. Those are, I thought, really compelling basketball Um outside of the old Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan Bulls teams, uh, I really paid attention to those uh, finals. Um, and even after, like, when he retired, I was like, yeah, I kind of missed the guy. And I really appreciated what um, he was doing with his daughters. And, yeah, Kobe could be problematic. I mean, the whole, uh, you, you can't not, recognize the whole rape allegation um against him in Colorado back in 03. Um but I really appreciate the way he treated his daughters and the way he coached and mentored Gianna, uh his daughter, who saw some tape of her play, could have been a very exceptional basketball player, possibly taking the WNBA to new heights when she got there. And it's just sad what had happened with him and her and the other members of, the, of that helicopter crash. And yeah, it, it was the omen of bad things that's going to happen. But mainly the main other than Kobe, that really affected me was Chadwick Bronsman because I didn't see that coming. No one saw it coming. I, I I had said in a previous episode when they announced Black Panther, people were excited. 
when it came out, there were even little white kids were walking out of the movie like, I want to be like Chikata. I want to be Black Panther. I want to be Black Panther. Like, that was the first comic book movie my mother, my aunt, and my grandmother went to the movie theater <laughs> to go see without me or my brother. Just, that's how big that was. And even in last year's Avengers Endgame, when all the heroes come back and he's the first one to walk through the portal and everyone's standing and clapping and it's, and that's just him playing Black Panther. The other movie roles that he did done, that was Get On Up, him as James Brown, 42, him as Jackie Robinson. I haven't seen Ma Raimi's Black Bottom yet, but I heard he's exceptional in it. And that's just untapped potential of what we could have seen in the future from him. And the way that he had passed and no one said anything. And he kept it to themselves, his, his family and his friends. That just tells you the, how much they loved him. And that seems to be a theme. Even the wrestler that passed this past Saturday, Brody, uh, John, John Haber, Brody Lee. Like, I didn't know he was sick. He just wrestled a match a couple of months ago and he was out and what thought he was hurt or quarantining to go wrestle in Japan. He said he wanted to go wrestle in Japan. I didn't know he had a lung issue. And then he passed away. That, that just tells you it nothing but good things people have said over the internet the last couple of days about it. And even with Chad Chadwick, nothing but good things. So there, yeah, that's the one that affects me. And there's tons of people that have passed away. And you just go, wow, like The Rock's there, Rocky Johnson, uh, one of the first black uh, WWF champions. Um, shit, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, fucking uh, the original Darth Vader, David Provis, even though he was problematic. Uh, the original Boba Fett. Alex Jimmy Trebek. <clears throat> uh, sh- <laughs> Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. You, you forgot about Alex Trebek. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Like how my yeah. knowledge, yeah, grew watching Jeopardy, and I had to say, back in the seventies, he had the coolest fucking mustache <laughs> and the coolest. Look. I thought he was oh, Puerto Rican. <laughs> Alex Trebek. He was like, no, he's right. Canadian. The knowledge, like the, the the millions of people. Yeah, <clears throat> that um, sort of their their portal to before the days of the internet, their portal to like you know knowledge, world history, world culture, art, literature, mm-hmm. sports was through Jeopardy, and you can't mm-hmm. separate out Jeopardy from Alex Trebek. You can't spread out. You can't separate yeah. out Alex Rebecca from Jeopardy. Um, yeah, that one sucked. Yeah, Sean Connery, fucking uh, David Stern. It took the NBA, like everyone talks about magic and 
Larry and 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 Michael Jordan. It's like David Stern was the one that helped mm-hmm. along with them take the game global. Like like before my time, before like my parents' time used to tell you the like you saw a little bit at the last dance. Um, even though he Michael embellished it a little bit, it was like, oh, it was nothing but cocaine and whores in the NBA. <laughs> okay, there was some cocaine, there was some uh, ladies of the night there. <laughs> uh, but the NBA was a second tier league. Second tier. The NBA finals was on tape delay in the 70s. Tape delay. That changed. And David Stern was right there. And that's just cracking only a few of tons yeah. of people to fucking pass yep. away. I, I mean, you know, we can have and, one of these like in memorandum conversations uh, every year. And, and they do at the Oscars and mm-hmm. at the Grammys and everything. They touch on people that pass. Yeah. But like, you know, a year like this, it just hits even harder. <clears throat> but um, here, yeah. let's cover just a few more topics that happened this year yeah let's run down the list um, <laughs> half of australia burned at the beginning of the year yeah. um <laughs> what what the fuck <laughs> and like hundreds of thousands of people just yeah up, lost their home and um that happened mm-hmm. yeah those, those pictures of those burnt koalas yeah. just me too me too. Uh, I and teared this up. was this was before uh, COVID, up. so yeah. we don't even really remember it. That's how bad the year this has been. Mm-hmm. Um, we almost went to war with yeah. Iran. Um, mm-hmm. So Holy let me just fuck. give you a really quick <laughs> personal story of how that affected my life. In mm-hmm. February, <clears throat> I'm sorry, yeah, late January. <clears throat> I had plans on going to Turkey. This is before COVID, like hit the world. I had plans on going yeah. to um, Turkey to visit family. And I had a call with my mom one day. She's like, don't mm. come. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with this Iran stuff? Like, literally, I remember being on the red line platform, mm. going to work, waiting for the train and having this conversation with my mom because they're eight hours ahead. So I call them early in the morning. And she's like, you never know what's going to happen. Just don't travel right now. And I like, it boggles my mind that I had this conversation, this like nonchalant conversation about my trip to Turkey being paused because the U.S. might go to war with Iran. Like, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> happens. Um, oh my god <laughs> yeah just chime in with any thoughts on any of this as, as I go down here. yeah that was that was fucking scary and over the dumbest fucking reasons over uh, the fucking world that we go to war with Iran like what the fuck from Mr. Let's Stay Out of Foreign Wars I mean we just like assassinated a general for no rhyme or reason just uh, mm-hmm. just Mm-hmm. A decision made, an impromptu decision. We almost went to war with another country. Um, Donald Trump got impeached. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that's the thing. I that knew happened. it wasn't going to stick. 
you know, no, we, in the in yeah, so does most people, but like an impeachment is a serious thing, and it happens this year. Um, Harvey Weinstein yeah. was um, mm-hmm. found guilty of his crimes. You know, I I knew Harvey Weinstein was a piece of shit, and uh, I tell you from. Um, there's a documentary I do yeah. on the making of you remember the movie Boondock Saints there's a documentary on how the guy that wrote and ended up directing Boondock Saints how the wine Harvey particularly the Weinsteins and Harvey in particular had loved the script and wanted to do a lot of things with it and the guy let the success of it Dave made the movie go to his head and um Eventually, he ended up making it become this cult classic type thing. I ended up watching it a couple of years ago. It was like, does it hold up the way the first time I saw it? But there's a part of the documentary where they're at the Academy Awards that year, and Harvey Weinstein, I think, had won uh, Best Picture for Shakespeare in Love. And the only thing he could talk about is, from his words, that asshole who wrote Buddha Saints. He just won an Academy Award in a year where he had five movies that any one of them could have won the Academy Award. If you remember, it was Shakespeare in Love, Saving Private Ryan that should have won, The Thin Red Line, Life is Beautiful, Elizabeth. He beat four other movies, and all he could talk about is that one guy that wrote Boondock Saints. Mind you, that falling apart was that guy's fault but he ended up getting his shit together and making the movie and then ended up making a sequel. But all we could talk about is that. That tells me what type of vindictive asshole Harvey Weinstein was. So when all this shit came out about him harassing, uh, trying to rape one girl, um, trying to do all this shit, yeah, I was good, like, good riddance. Go away typical. from I knew him. Never come back. Mm-hmm. Go the fuck away. Fuck you. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hope he died. Um, a massive explosion happened in Beirut um, that killed almost 200 people and essentially leveled like 10% of a city. Um, you know, not to, uh, oh boy, not to be uh, someone who's like pleasured by gore porn, as they say, but like that was one of the most spectacular explosions I've ever seen on film um jaw dropping actually um a country that's already economically devastated because of covid and even prior to covid because of incompetence malfeasance and corrupt politicians just let essentially um a toxic and deadly cache of um, explosive munitions or whatever the hell exploded sit there for seven years until one mm-hmm. fire sparked off an explosion leveling like I said like 10% of the of the city and leaving thousands of people homeless mm-hmm. none incompetence knows no um, so that happened um then the uh what do you want to call it the 
we already covered COVID. Oh, Brexit finally fucking got signed. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know. It's just way, I, I thought they were going to have no deal and um, we're going to watch the United Kingdom split in three. I thought Scotland was going to finally call for independence and Northern Ireland uh, would be united with Ireland, but it still could happen. I don't know. Um, it's still good for the super rich of Britain. Bad um, for the workers. Okay. Uh, massive protests happened in Hong Kong and are kind of still happening. Um, which, you know, for I don't know. What do, what do you think about that? Hong Kong is so... It, it's so confusing. Like, especially looking at the history of Hong Kong. Like, it was a British colony. What was it? It was part of China. Then China lost a war. It's practically the world. Became a British colony. They held it until 97. And the Chinese took over, but they allowed Hong Kong to have its own autonomy. Now they're starting to take away that autonomy. Uh, there's still a movement for independence. Um, you know, I, I'm with the people of Hong Kong to have self-determination. It, it, it just, it's just such a convoluted history. It's just... This is how the Chinese act. The Chinese, well, the Chinese government, not the Chinese. The, the average worker in China does not have any say in their government. Um, you know, just keep on marching, man. Keep on marching, and I hope the it's next all, administration um, shows support for the Hong Kong protesters. I think uh, we, we as a as a country, dropped yeah. the ball on that this year. Um. Yeah, I mean, we can go down the list on and on. So many other things happened. Uh, Jetliners crashed in Tehran. Pakistan airline went down. There was massive flooding in India that uh, left. Um, what, what was the number here? Hold on a second. I have to give out this number because it kind of fucking shocked me when I saw it. Um leaving 4 million people homeless in India and Nepal. That's insane. Um, obviously, the the death mm -hmm. toll from COVID is almost 800,000 people this year. Um, so, yeah, we can go down the list, but yeah. we, we, this episode is quite long, and there's a lot of topics. I think we should maybe focus on yeah. how... 2020 has changed you, how you've become better, worse, what has yeah. about your outlook on politics, uh, yeah, yeah, what and... has changed about your feelings on what it means going forward for people working and schooling from home. So 2020 year in review for, for mm -hmm. Nick. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It, it changed me. It made me 
more angry, more cynical. Um, um, uh, I have admitted this. <laughs> Better uh, to admit it to anyone. But yeah, it's bad. We made it on a podcast. Uh, I've been having slight panic attacks every once in a while, worried about do I have COVID or not? Am I going to see my friends or not? What the hell's going on? Um, you know, it, 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 it gets frustrating, especially when I can't see my friends the way I want to. Um, I can't go out to a pub, have a beer, can't go out to the movies, watch a film, go, go to a soccer game, um, go to a basketball game, go to a wrestling event. Um, I mean, these are little things, but they're major, especially living in a society like this. Um, they take you away from the mundane. All I've been doing is going to work, coming home, watching whatever little was on television, playing games, whatever, and then that's it. Like, hell, we were doing Zoom calls, a lot of us, when this thing started, and now the Zoom calls are going to zero because we're sick of being on Zoom. You know, and... Um, This year has been frustrating. They say that only only be a couple of months. Oh, only be till this. Only be this, and it just this shouldn't. It never should have got to this point. It never should have gone here, but here we are. Um, I've been feeling angry, upset, and skeptical. I'm not gonna lie. This is. I, this, this year has fucking really sucked. And some of my friends have caught it. Maddie caught it, caught COVID. Mariah, who was on the show for an episode, she caught it. My friend Phil caught it. One of my friends' dad died of it. And this shit sucks. Nobody in my family's caught it. Good. Knock on wood. I haven't caught it. You haven't caught it. But still, that it's still there. And it's going to be there. And I just hope is that you get this vaccine... It gets some semblance of normal. It's never going to be the same the way it used to be, but at least something. So, um, yeah, um, yeah. You want to add anything? The things that you mentioned about going to a pub, seeing a movie, getting outside, seeing a concert, hanging out with friends. All these small, tiny little things that we might have taken for granted in the past. You're absolutely right. It takes you away from yeah. the mundane. It is a, a boost, a shot of happiness and um, 
to to uh, to stave off um, the existential dread of <laughs> of, of um, human life, right? Um, and those things all just got just mm-hmm. yanked, completely just zoop, gone. Um, so it's been tough, Nick. Yeah. It's been tough. I agree with you about the anxiety, um, the nervousness, both for my family, both for, you know, the economic situation, obviously, um, all the devastating loss of mm-hmm. life that have happened because of COVID, the, my God, the emotional roller coaster of the election and everything leading up to the election, mm. the, the Supreme Court nominations, the, the selection process, the, um, you know, not knowing what Trump would do after the election, fucking declaring martial law, like so mm-hmm. much happened this year that would affect, that did affect me emotionally, that might've been easier to handle if things were okay, as far as being able to release that mm-hmm. anguish by the month, the, the, you know, the normal of going to the pub and drinking a beer or going to catch a show. So not having any of those releases yeah. um, just compounds how tough this year was for all of us. Um, you know, it, um, I felt, I've, I have felt more isolated in my life than I've ever felt. And I'm sure I'm one of a billion other people who feel the same way this year. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when like, uh, you hear stories of people that are like saved from death or like they, they see their life flashing before their eyes type of situation. And when they come back, um, they realize how much of what they used to take for granted now means something new to them, sort of a new lease on life type of situation. And I'm waiting for that moment because I already have an entire book full of things that I personally took for granted prior to 2020 that I will no longer take for granted going into the future. In the, in the wise words of, Rolling Stone, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Um, so 2020, God, again, yep. to harken back to what I said at the very beginning of this podcast, put up a giant mirror up to me to see my life for what it is um, and how not to miss out on some of these things that maybe I would have easily said no to or or um, didn't pay much attention to before. And I, and I, and I feel that I'm a pretty, um, in the present person anyways, that I've been all my life, but I know going into 2021, when things returning, start returning to somewhat normalcy with the vaccine coming out, there's a, like I said, a book full of things that I will no longer take for granted. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going on. Things are back, somewhat back to normal. I'm going on a road trip. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Wisconsin Dales. What's the uh, one thing you're going to do <laughs> this summer? Like, let's say you wake up tomorrow and COVID is not a thing and the economy is back to normal. What's the first thing you're doing? Okay. I'm going to an independent wrestling show. That's the first thing I'm doing. I'm going to an independent wrestling show and I'm going to watch. I don't care how bad it is, anything. I'm going to watch it. Okay. And then I'm going to a bar. I'm going to do my favorite thing to do, and, which is yeah, go grab a four pack of Heineken, those tall boys. Go to my local sushi restaurant that does BYOB. <laughs> order two rolls of sushi, drink two to maybe three oh. beers. Go to the music box theater and see a movie. Yeah. And then come home and call it a night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark, yeah, that'll be another thing. Mark that down. Mark that down. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, before we go, even though this year was shit, name one, one good thing, thing that happened, that this, happened year. Um, this year. I learned that through any adversity um, Mm -hmm. if you're not afraid to ask for help there's always support that you can find to get you through whatever situation you're in so Mm -hmm. that's what I learned from this year Mm-hmm. That's that's for me. That's the one good thing that happened this year, yeah. in terms of um, you know, in terms of things that I guess like life lessons that I learned from this year, and, and the the positive life lesson I learned from this year. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. I mean, good things happen this year. Let's not be all doom and gloom. Like good things this year um but right. for, for me on a, on a personal note mm-hmm. that's that's like one good thing I, I learned from this year don't be afraid to ask for help you right um i learned the power of friendship i learned who really is your friends um and uh who uh, really has your back through all this, um, even though I've been panicking and feel like I'm alone, there's still people I could call and talk to that are going through the same thing and literally help you if you needed help or um, just been a sh- ear to cry, uh, shoulder to cry on, or ear to listen. And um, the even though we're not together, some of some of the things that we discovered has been awesome. Like um, <laughs> lower division soccer, <laughs> um, looking at Detroit City FC and um, how they, when they're in the stadium, 
uh, how they are, or uh, St. Louis uh, FC, uh, even though their team is folding and their last game was a playoff game, the way they love their team um, and hated to see them go, even though they lost their last game. Uh, didn't get to, didn't get a championship. Um, they stayed to the end to cheer on their team. Um, Motorik Alexandria, uh, who are making kits for a, a soccer group that I'm friendly with, the Plastics. They're making, which I'm getting one soon. Uh, plastics kit. Uh, Canadian Premier League. <laughs> Like, I didn't know there was a Canadian Premier League soccer league. <laughs> uh, the fact that Chicago is getting a another team, uh, NAS, NISA soccer team, and uh, they want input from a bunch of us. Um, that's the type, we wouldn't have known this if and done these things if we this pandemic hadn't been going on and in the end of it it's going to be so much fun of us getting back into the stadium us traveling to madison wisconsin and indianapolis indiana and and ohio and louisville kentucky to watch soccer with a bunch of people who just want to watch soccer and have fun and go to different places and stuff when this thing ends and we get some semblance of normalcy. Uh, the friends I made over the over the web. Uh, if we weren't all sitting at home, was, we'd never know these people. So, yeah, that's uh, one of the few bright spots. Here, 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 here. In this whole thing. So, yeah. Um. But now we go on to 2021, which is a bunch of surprises coming our way. Here, here. And we hope that it's better than this year. So, <laughs> so um, let's uh, wrap yeah. this up. Uh, of course. Cool. Thank you for doing this uh, again. I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I miss you, man. <laughs> You're like one of my brothers. Uh, <laughs> I love you, man. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this year was shit. And it's coming to an end in the next couple of days. And um, hopefully 2021 is a little bit better. Um, hopefully we some of the bad things that happen will follow us into 2021. Uh, if we do, I hope we're better prepared to handle it. Um, but um, yeah, this this is a shit shitty ass year. It's a shitty ass year, and I'm glad it's coming to an end. Um, Kobe, yeah, Kobe, Gianna, Chadwick, Roof, Ginsburg, Justice Ginsburg, uh, Rocky Johnson, Sean Connery, Alistair Beck. Brody Lee, uh, Shad Gebhardt, 800,000 people that passed away from this terrible fucking illness, 
so many people that names that we don't know that we know um, some who never know some who we've known for years um, we love you we're gonna miss you they affected any positive change in your life thank you um We'll see you if there's another side. We'll see you there. Um, but <laughs> 2020, you can officially kiss my ass. <laughs> Let, and you too, Donald Trump. <laughs> to the Let, scrap heap of history, yeah, you shall kiss go. my ass, Donald Trump, as well. Kiss. Yes. Go ahead. Kiss my ass, <laughs> and I hate saying this to the seventy-two million people who voted for him. You can kiss my ass too. <laughs> uh, but we're ending the show. We hope that you have a good New Year. We hope you had a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next year. For myself, Ogul, Maddie. Mariah, Chris, Mary, my brother Chris, and Joel. I think he was on the show this year. <laughs> Joel, we say have the happiest of New Year. Thank you for listening to Weekend Weird. And you, most importantly, stay weird because being weird is absolutely.